0: Bruchim haboyim b'shem Hashem. Whoops. Verachnuchem evez Hashem. Wednesday night shir. Cool. Not there. Is it work still? It works in Manhattan. Shchedesh um, shir. The second day of Shchedesh, the Shchedesh shir always has two days. And Mitzrayah together. as the tradition, as we spoke last week, second Shabbos in the Sphirah, Perek Sheni Pirkei Aves. We'll also touch upon a little bit on the Sehtis Seita. And connecting, try to connect to to the Parsha. Tonight, the Shkidosh is also my grandfather, my mother's father, is Yadzait, Shalomair B'Ragyesha Fakoyun. So, we're dedicating tonight Lilo <clears throat> Quite confident as a Koyun, he's looking down upon us, benching us, davening for us, Making sure that all our prayers are answered. As a Kayan, and I've spoken, I guess, before about him previously. No, my mother's father was a Kayan. As a Kayan, he had one wish only. And that wish was to be able to serve in the holy temple in the Vaisamigdish. Just let me live to serve in the Beis Hamigdash. It's all he wanted. Nothing major to ask. Nothing major to... Push for... It's all he wanted. So he didn't care if he'd wash the floors. The main thing was he should live to see and to work in the Beis Hamigdash very sincere and very simple wish that he would have <laughs> who brought, uh, stuff? Here. Did you the stuff no. um, he was an extremely physically strong man I believe I've said many times about him, because this is something that always took a very profound, made always a profound statement, and gave us always a tremendous uh, respect for him. His motto was, Ubachal a <laughs> <good>. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> With all, with all that has happened, all that transpired, your name I will never forget. We will never forget. He arrived here before the war, before World War II. Mm-hmm. Thus my mother, shalom, was born here in America. He had my wa- mother and her sister. During the time of the Depression, without being in a concentration camp, in World War Two, Nazi Germany, Rosh Mum. Here in New York, I was there last week. <laughs> here in New York, he had meseerus nefesh. He had meseerus nefesh for Yiddishkeit. He had a Nefesh that was beyond understanding. Many, many people were not able to overcome this. And yet, on a weekly basis, practically, he had to deal with the economy. And even worse, even more, the anti-Semitism of the American. And unfortunately, a lot of it was our own Jews, that if you didn't work on Shabbos, you didn't come to work that Shabbos, you were fired on Sunday. Though he was an expert cutter, um, garments, he was a designer, a cutter, they made things from scratch. With all his expertise, he could not keep him a job if he did not come to work on Shabbos. And he was so concerned not to hurt, to upset my grandmother, he would never tell her that he was out of a job. And this is what he would go through, he would suffer a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, losing a job and having to find a new one. So, tonight, on his yard site, tonight on his yard site, estoy entre un shiur, mazal okay. tov ala pidjana ben. Amén. Pero, escucha shiur. Escucha Pero in English. Sure. Pero in English. Yes. No mames. No, no. Shabbos, as we said before, is Pashas Tazia and Mitzraya together. Wow. Let's see how this is going to work. Something really went crazy now. Wow. Hold on, we got a, an issue here. What um, um, can you say so? You're polling um, anti Semitic people there? Huh? Where? Poland? It's crazy. I was there twice, never left the airport. It's disgusting, bro. Okay, everybody's on hold, everybody's... I'm going to have to try to figure out how to resume these calls, put everybody together. Good luck. Start again. Put this hand pause. Yeah, but I don't know who's online, who's not online now. Was the whole thing? I'm Love calling you. everybody back. Love you. No, okay. now, um, this Shabbos is Tazriah and Mitzera to Stilvair. Okay, let me add to this. And next week, of course, the Biach Emes Incubation. Pashtazia begins, Isha Kizazria, Yolda Zohar. And therefore, we'd like to bless we will bless all those that are in need of Ben Zokha nice. or Abbas Nikeva, or both twins are nice, yeah, nice. we we'll call the niece and the nephew the one's trying to push one out which um, time is running now it is welcome to more. I promise you. Is it up? Sh- yes. So Isha ki Zaziya be all the tells us. Isha Mazrast ish Khilo. Ya lehaz Ish mazia tkila yaleth slikeva. If it's the woman. That Mazras, I guess, would mean ovulate before, first, then there is a boy. And if the w- man is first, then there is a girl. Oh, 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 what about it? It's like the Rashi says. It's in the Rashi. It it's brought on, it's actually the Gimara in the Oh, that's the exponent. Yes. The Alta Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, bases very m- many points, pointing points of Hasidus on this very, very fact. Ish man. Refers to Hakadosh Baruch the Almighty, and Isha refers to Knesset Israel. When Ish mazriat when the man, which means that the Almighty sends down what's called the Salusa, the 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 And the Jew is awakened from Avas Hashem through an awakening from God Himself that the Almighty tries to kindle within the person without the person himself involving themselves. Then there's a concept of Nekeva. What is nakeva noshim adaiten kalis? Says the Gemara. Gemara in Kedushin, those keeping score at home, eighty side B. Gemara in Kedushin says that noshim are considered daiten kala, lightheaded. Oh, what's up? Therefore, the love of the person. So the Eivishter is not Rishleimus. It becomes what's called Zutta, says Dal bin which is a love of outside force, not exactly from from within. However, if Ishimazir Ashtila, if the man himself, the person, the human being, sees to it that they are the ones that bring out the first. They are the ones that work themselves through to an extent that they have brought themselves closer to the Almighty. Then you let the zakhar. Because then the love to the Avishta comes through a much higher level, which is known as Ahava Rabba, which is superior to Ava Zuta. What is the reason? the creation of the world was only because the Almighty wanted a dwelling place on this world. The Elam HaTachten itself should be revealed and should be rested upon the light of the Almighty. Therefore, When a person serves the Almighty only because he got a lightning bolt that came across the the wire only because something all of a sudden within him, not within him but some outside source drove him to it but it's not something that he himself sought to that it brought it out in Himself, then the person is not making, he's not the direct cause of the Almighty's dwelling here in this world. But it's only because the Almighty revealed Himself to Him. When a person brings out from within himself by toil, dedication and devotions, his service to Hashem, then it stays within. It stays within. It causes its direct effect and cause to see to it that the Almighty accomplishes what He wanted to do with the creation of the world. But Tazria and Mitzrayah are technically total, abstract thoughts. Tazriya talking about the beautiful, wonderful miracle, which we should all merit, of children, which is something that automatically becomes a social issue. Mothers sit in the park and talk about their children, Fathers sit in shul and complain about their children. Mm. <laughs> but when a boy is born, there's a shalom, zacher, and a bris, and sometimes a pidyon a ben, only by the first son. Now, Those that try to make you by the second and third also, because it was so exciting, you can't. But all these things are social events. It becomes a bar mitzvah. it becomes a wedding or if it's a girl, a kiddush is made social life becomes life all because the child is born we mingle we have, we expose camaraderie where we see amongst people coming to wish one another Mazel Tov and the L'Chaim the wishing that the child should bring a lot of Nachas, it should be the God of the Tevim Etc, etc. So Tazria is teaching the essence of the birth of a child is what brings people together. And what Pasha is connected to it? Mitzayda? The total opposite. Something that a person has to be exiled. A leprosy. That causes the person to be exiled from the community, that has to go out of the camp and has to stay outside the camp of the Machne Yisrael until the Kohen deems him clean. Two total, total opposites and yet one parsha, Tazria Mitzereh together. The rabbit tells a Form of a joke, but even by the Rebbe, a joke has many spiritual connotations. The two men in the waiting room by the doctor's office, and they both had identical boils on their foot. Each one had on their leg a boil. And the first one went into the doctor, and the doctor had to lance the boil and drain it. And there was no anesthesia involved, so the excruciating pain brought out the best out of the man, and you could hear it throughout the entire office and waiting area. The blood curdling, sh- shrilling screams, the pain—it was enough to awaken anyone to do tshuva. Needless to say, the second fellow sitting with the exact same boil was not exactly enthusiastic. He was not happy to hear what was going on. First fellow comes hobbling out of the doctor's operating, and he barely is able to fall down on a chair. What is wrong with Skype again? The weather. Barely able to fall on the chair. And he's sitting there, he's totally out of breath, he's he's borderline fainting. He keeps turning on my speakers. And suddenly... The other fellow's called in. <laughs> the other fellow gets called into the doctor's office. He goes in with great trepidation. And great fear. He's not looking forward to the pain that this man the just subjected. are trying to That the person just subjected to the doctor subjected. <laughs> this thing is so foolish. No, I didn't know that yeah. And so, the man, the first man, is sitting in his waiting room, and he's anticipating the same screaming that he just went through. And suddenly, the first man comes out. The second man comes out, smiling, and he's walking straight out the door. And the first man, who's still wounded and still can't breathe from the pain, Says to the second one. Ha How did you do that? It's so excruciatingly painful to take away this boil. How did you get that he's so calm and so nothing? He says, Huh. After I heard the screaming and yelling that you went through, I showed him my good leg. I didn't show him the boil. <laughs> When it comes to the blessing of a tzaddik, we have to understand that there's no boil. They're both good legs, they're both fine, and everything is good. Rabbi Yitzchak Meir of Giel once asked a certain chassid to tell a story that he knew of Rabbi Yitzchak Kumibadichov. And the Chosid got up and he told a story as follows: The Yitzhak Badychev had a chassid, a disciple that was a dealer of oxen. I'm sure you have. Everyone has a neighbor that deals in oxen. So you know exactly what I mean. In, Georgia. in uh, Scranton, they have. In Georgia, they have. Yes. Um he had a large inventory of oxen when suddenly the price of the oxen dropped. So drastically did it drop, he stood to lose his fortune. He immediately traveled to Badichev to ask the advice and the blessing of the (laughs) Badichev. He comes into the Badichev and the Badichev asks him, is there any particular mitzvah that you're very careful with? He's killing me. They must be having a great storm over there in Scranton. This thing keeps going out. Is there any mitzvah particular that you're very, very, very special, that's very special to you? And he answered, Yes, I'm a mile. Ha! What do you do, asked about the Tshiva? If Chasr Shalom, by the bris, the child doesn't stop bleeding. Today's day and age, they check for hemophilia. Those days, they didn't even know about it. Many cases of children that bled to death after the British. He says, in Mayal, what would you do if the child doesn't stop leaving? Mm -hmm. And the Khasr told the Baditjava about all the different bandages and remedies that he has for such a problem. So, the Baditjava told him this is a, he took out an herb, a certain herb. He told him, This herb is a wonder herb. You use it next time. If you ever see a child by the bris, it's not stopping to bleed, use this. In one second, it'll stop. So the said to the badicha, That's beautiful. But but what about my my accent? The Badijva told him, "I guarantee you that this will stop the bleeding." Chassid <laughs> said, "Thank you," and backed out. At this point, Ibn Chagmey Agar stopped his chosid and said, Stop, stop, stop. Hold on. I want you all to hear what it just happened. The man came to beg for a bracha, for a blessing for his cattle. The Rebbe told him about bris Miller, And although one time he did ask again, but he accepted the Rebbe's bracha, whatever the Rebbe told him, with the blessing of a brishmila, and he left the office. This is called belief in a Rebbe. And he was told his to continue. So he continued. The host had left B'aditshim and he stopped off in an inn. And he was talking to the innkeeper and he discovered the innkeeper's son had not had a bris. He asked the innkeeper, why did your son not have a bris? And the innkeeper said that he had two children, two boys and each bled to death by the bris. And he's scared to let the third one. So the Chassid said, I have a guarantee. I guarantee you, nothing will happen to your child. He said to him, I'll tell you what. I will pay you 400 rubul, tremendous amount of money, if you indeed could do that. Child has to have a bris. So here a father was standing with Mercedes Nafesh and willing to pay money. Because Rahman to think, the thought even, that his child doesn't have a bris. He's willing to pay four hundred rubles. The mile said, You know what? I'm a wealthy man also the mayor put down 400 ruble and said if anything happens you keep my 400 a kid. they're betting <laughs> but the innkeeper said regardless if this, what you say is true that everything will work out I want you to stay four weeks after the business to make sure everything is okay And the mail agreed. The bris took place. The child started to bleed. He immediately put the herb that the uh, Badiqevi gave him. And immediately he stopped to bleed. And everything was fine. After a few days he was ready to leave. And the guy said, no, 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 no. We have a deal a whole month. And then word got out that the cattle's prices started going up. He got up to a point where he'd be even. He would not lose anything. So he wanted to leave. And the fellow says, no way, you have to be here for a month. He says, but my partner he says, no, a deal is a deal. And the longer he stayed, the higher the price went up of the cattle. Until at the end of the month when he finally went home, The cattle was at a price that it never was before, and he was able to sell it for the most phenomenal profit that he had ever had. Then the chassid continued that the baditcheva's chassid went back to the baditcheva and gave him the four hundred ruble and said, "Listen, this is yours. Technically, you gave me this this remedy, and it saved the child's life and it stopped the bleeding." So I got paid 400 rubles for it, but it's yours because it's your 400 rubles. You're the one that gave me the remedy. And he also gave him money from the extra profits that he'd made that he became so wealthy with now because the prices had gone up because he had waited because the Rebbe put him in this predicament. At which point Reb Yitzchak again turned turned to the Chassid and said, there's no reason to add that last part. Nobody had to know what the money, where the money went. We see, therefore, the belief in a chassid, a chassid that is, in his rebbe, has to be at a level of completion, and so much more so when it comes to teda. Teda is lashon haya'ah, a lesson to us when tazria and mitzera are together where it seems so total opposite, we have to understand that Tehra does not alter. Tehra does not falter. There's a story with a Khosr of the Rebbe Marash, who had an inn. His inn, unfortunately was not in a Jewish neighborhood. And not being in a Jewish neighborhood was not no. beneficial, but for as far as a minion is concerned, as far as going to shiurim were concerned, and there was no Skype or Internet at the time. Oh, no, again. It's the one I use for basketball. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's the one I use for basketball. I had a whole bunch in my drawer. First time I walked. Okay. anyway, in the town there was a galach, a priest a priest that was, let's say the least not a Jew lover and this priest decided he was going to make this Jew's life miserable and the priest tried very very hard do everything and anything to ruin this Jew's Parnassah. Starting with, he opened his own inn, directly across from the Jew, figuring that everybody would come to him. What he didn't realize was, nobody wants to go and drink in front of the priest. People were shy, they wouldn't drink in front of the priest. So, needless to say, that didn't work. So much so that the frustrated priest started to try to look for different tactics at all times. He came to the Jew and said, I want to buy your in from you, get out of here, go away from us. But the Jew, not knowing where and what it would be his panasa, otherwise, obviously refused. Until finally, the priest came up with a plan. A plan from plan land. He offered a peace treaty. He said, let's go Jew, let's sit down and make Peace. Let's live together in peace and harmony. And he wanted to make a peace treaty with him. So he told the Jew, let's sit down With a bottle of vodka, you and I. And we'll make peace. We'll drink together in harmony. The Jew Nebuch. Was a simple simple man. The guy offering a peace treaty. But then the priest said to him, bring a bottle of vodka. And he brings the bottle of vodka. And he opens it up. And the priest turns to him and says, wait, a peace treaty, just you and I, doesn't look right. Let everyone see. Go outside, and invite a few people in. And we'll have the people, the masses, see that you and I are drinking together. And they'll drink along with us. So the Jew innocently went outside, invited in a few local peasants. In the interim, while he was outside, the, piece, the priest managed to poison the vodka. So when the person, the people came in, and the Jew poured everybody vodka, first excited peasant grabbed his cup and drank it, and immediately died. The priest jumped up. Look what kind of murderer he is. In front of our very eyes, he just killed somebody. And he had him arrested. He had him arrested. Now, a trial was set. But to set a trial, he had to be able to get a defense. He can't do that in jail. In those days, bail was a little different than today. And the way to post bail was they took the family of the first person, the wife and the children, and they put them in prison instead. And he went out to formulate his defense. Immediately the Chassid traveled to the Rebbe. And as he came to the Rebbe, he told the shamus, the Maskir, this dire situation. And the Maskir went into the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, too busy today for this. Tell him there's other people ahead of him. And so happened on the second and on the third day. And the Chosid was starting to feel distraught. The Rebbe was not letting him down, but the Rebbe was not ready to see him. Maybe the Gezeda, maybe the decree was so great that there was just no hope for him. On the fourth day, as he arrived in the Bismedish, the Shamas came over, the maski came over and said, the Rebbe wants to see you immediately. Who can describe the Simcha, the jubilance, and this Khasid? The Rebbe is finally going to see him. He will get a Bracha and all will be well. But as he comes into the Rebbe's office, the Rebbe looks at him and the Rebbe says, here's money, purchase a ticket home a train ticket home I want you to go first class only and go the Rebbe is not giving me a bracha this is not good and he felt to say the least forlorn and forsaken But the Rebbe told him what to do, and so he did, he backed out of the Rebbe's office, immediately traveled to the train station, purchased a first class ticket, and boarded his train home, all the while realizing the truth, his fate is in not very, very good condition. He gets on the train, as the train begins to go, he's beyond beyond himself, he can't find it. solace, he can't calm down, and he takes out his talus and tefillin, he puts on his talus and tefillin and begins to daven, but the davening doesn't turn into davening, it turns into wailing and crying and screaming, and although the train made quite a lot of noise, apparently this disturbed his neighbor. And the neighbor came knocking on the door. He didn't even hear. And finally the neighbor burst the door open and sees this Jew in and film and says, Mister, you're making a lot of noise. You're disturbing me. But then he looks and he sees and the noise wasn't noise. It was crying. And it was genuine tears. So he asks him, he says, What's going on? What's wrong with you? And the Jew... Begins the chassid begins to pour out his heart and begins to tell his whole woeful so woeful story. And as he tells the woeful story and he's crying and he's bawling the whole time, he attracted a crowd. And other people from other first class cabins began to come out as well, and to listen and to hear this horrific horrific dilemma this man is in. This is blood libel that he's being put through. and they told him, everybody said tisk tisk, and his neighbor said to him, "Listen, I feel very bad for you. Apparently, the priest has really got you where he wants you, but please stop disturbing us. We're trying to sleep." Chosud went back to Davening, and tried to stay as quiet as possible till finally he arrived home. As he arrived home, he saw there was nothing, nothing here. His case was hopeless. But there was no choice but to face the music, as we say. And the trial began And one witness after the other got up and said how he poisoned the vodka and then got up the Galach, the priest himself to give his testimony. And he said how the Jew poisoned how he was sitting to make a peace treaty and the Jew fooled him and decided to give him poison instead and how miraculously he was saved now the judges of yesteryear, I guess today as well, would sit in these robes and these wigs. So nobody really recognized, you couldn't know who they actually were either. Probably part of the reason why they dressed like that. And they're all listening to his story, to the testimony. And finally one of the judges says, Excuse me, Father, if I interrupt you but you don't seem to be telling the same story you told us last night and he said what and they all took off their wigs and they said for the last few days we spent in your house and we sat in your house and we ate in your house and we we enjoyed your hospitality greatly Although incognito you had no idea who we were. Last night you imbibed. And in your drunkenness you told us the story. That today you're going to come to court and you're going to make a great blood libel on this Jew and you're going to have him put away. And how you yourself had poisoned the vodka. And now you're telling a different story. Immediately everybody became very rowdy. They arrested the priest. And the chassid saw that the people that were sitting on the bench were the people that traveled with him first class on the train. This man that woke, that he was disturbing, was the judge. And the other people that came from the other cabins were also the judges. And they saw, heard his story and saw his sincerity and therefore wanted to see what the true story was and they went to the Galat's house, to the priest's house to see from him what is his actual story. Once again we see how a Chosid has to understand and accept the bracha of the Rebbe with blind faith. Understanding that if the Rebbe gave me a bracha, it's going to come true. If I ask the Rebbe for a bracha, it's going to come through. Amongst the many things that become tomei, become impure, the pasuk tells us, Uklei Erlenware. That by azov, That is impure. Person the zov touched it, has to be broken. A wooden thing we wash off. Says Rashi. Was brought down from Teres Kadam. I would think even if it touched it from the back, from the outside, which means only from the front. So the din, therefore, is an earthenware keli cannot become tamay from the back. A wooden keli, a wooden vessel, or a metal one can become to it doesn't matter if it's touched from the front or the back this is the lesson to the person serving the almighty how a person serves hashem a keles an earthenware keli that's made from afar from earth hints to the very essence of a person. The person, the human being, that Adam they may offer. <laughs> what does a mean, behind him? This is a hint to the goof to the body of the person that lives within this, that the soul lives within it. But the body, compared to the soul, is called Akherov, from behind. Akherov. The nature that the Almighty instilled in the world, a person cannot naturally stay constantly spiritual. The person has to involve themselves in physical things work, even learning Seda, excuse me, <laughs> work, eating, sleeping person doesn't just naturally stay only in Teir and Therefore they have to be involved with this concept of Akhirav, of the outside, outside element. In order that the nisham the soul should watch over the body. However, when a person is involved in Acher, which is the physical worldly things, He can't stay in the highest level of spirituality. And he can think, therefore, that through this, also the soul, God forbid, becomes impure. From the impurities of the world. Tell him no. Whatever happens to the body, happens to the body, but the soul is a separate entity. And this is what it means to say, EIN KRICHERIS NETAMIM MEACHEROV From the acherayim. The neshama tahera cannot become, this pure soul cannot become impure, impurified. It does not get touched, not get tainted. But rather, it remains to its level of spirituality and holiness. Even when involved with things that the bodily needs. But in order that it should not become tummy, it should not become impure from the t- impurities of this world, the person has to see to it, he remains a klecheres, an earthenware keli, a vessel of earthenware that feels, la my soul and my body are like, like dirt. However, when the person decides to feel like he's a cleate, like he's a vessel of wood, and I grow, and that I can prosper, and that I am doing things, and I am of a high level, or he becomes in a metal, metallic form, and he becomes hardened like metal, and he doesn't live with humbleness and nullification, then the person can become Tami Machirav. And his Nyanay lamazek can become Tami... And even Chassid Shalom the Neshama, and this ties into this week. Pei shani Rabbi Yemer, Rabbi says in the Mishnah and Pirkiyavas this week, derech sheyover What is the right path? Which is the right path that a man should choose for himself? Kol she tiferes they save it tiferes The first thing he says, which is honorable to himself and brings honor from man. When a person says honorable for himself, this points to the potential of the human being to unite with God without any intermediaries. Like we said now that the neshama Hataheda, although it goes through physical, worldly things. And after the person is thoroughly developed his required connection to God which is through Taylor and Aveda he has to go on to seek an intimate and private relationship with God but as high as he is and as closely connected as he is with God but the connection with a person Honor from a fellow man, the person should not look at him and say, Oh, he thinks he's God, and therefore scorn him and look down on him. But rather, the person should say, Look how this person totally, totally has become one with God. No matter what his past, no matter what he had done in the past, no matter what he had done, how he had lived his life. But now the person has totally changed himself. To an extent where the person, the creations, other people look at him and say, Oh, I appreciate what this person made of himself. And this can be explained in the concept of Kiddush Hashem. When one sanctifies the name of God. On one hand, sanctifying God's name represents the deepest bond between person and God. Man and God. Nevertheless, the Taylor uses the Pasuk, Israel. I was sanctified among the children of Israel. It has to remain amongst children of Israel. A person cannot have the sanctification mm. and everyone to look and say, Oh, he's not one of us, he's a saint of some sort. Mm. So we have to sanctify God's name. We have to make God's name great. But that people would look and say how fortunate we are to have the tater. And this is when? When the person is at the level of Adam. Eiz Eiderach Yishara Ha HaOdom, not HaIsh. HaOdom, refers to Adam of El Yim. Can resemble the one above, resembling of God. And just as God combines all these efforts together, so too can we. And the Mishnah does not say that Yehuda Hanasi says about Rabbi Aymer. His name wasn't Rabbi, it was Rabbi Hanassi. But because he was given the title as a teacher, because he taught a basic fundamental. Lifestyle, something that's totally, totally relevant to our lives, and that saw to it that uplifted every Jewish, Jewish person. And therefore, he speaks of Adam, someone like himself, that has reached the spiritual fulfillments of life. And this is what ties into the Klecharis, that we have to remain as a Klecharis. So that we can complete and do what the will of God is. And this also we can tie in with Misakhtha Seta. On Yidgimul Amid Beyes 13, Side 2. The Mishnah prior to this, the Mishnah prior to this Gimara spoke about mm. the, the greatness when the Jews left Egypt and they took out the bones of Yosef from Egypt. But the Imara asks a simple question. Kashukraya <laughs> Adodi The two Psukim contradict one another it says, "Vayikach Moshe Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him. Or it says, As yeshef, asher the bones of Yosef that the Jews brought up. Did Moshe take them, or did the Jews take them? Amr Abba Chama bar Abi Chanina, Abba Chama, the son of Chanina, said. Whoever does something and does not finish it, and someone else finishes it, the trader puts it on the merit of the one that actually completes it. Kilo as if he himself had did this whole thing. And therefore, since Moshe did not enter as Israel, Therefore, the mitzah was the name of the mitzvah, of taking Yehazim's bones, were actually given to the Jews rather than to Moshe, because they are the ones that took him into it. So, Rabbi Eliezer L'Azim, L'Azim says, It even demoted him from his position of prominence. When one does not complete it, as it says, that it was the times the killing of the brothers that tried to kill Joseph what? and by Yehuda, Yehudah went down he went down in a level even though he convinced them not to kill Yisuf by saying what will we gain etc. etc. but he did not complete it he did not rescue Yisuf entirely and therefore it was not on his name and therefore, he had a yadidah in essence. This is the Ishqaydish-ear is always two days. The Ishqaydish-ear is the day that the Eden arrived in Mara after leaving the Mitzrayim, The Eden came, says the Taylor, to the place called Mara. The reason it was called Mara is because the water was bitter and you could not drink from it. Because it was bitter, and they threw the tree in, and the water became sweet from the tree. This happened on Rishkhaydish ear. We also got the mitzvah of Shabbos on Rishkhaydish ear. We also received paraduma And therefore on year, ear, we received basically the basics of the Chukim, Mishpatim, and the edus, And Shabbos. It says Shabbos, right? No. So we had Shabbos, Paraduma, Kibdav and Dinim. Generally civil laws. So therefore, in this Rosh too, it should be by Yimtiku the waters, our waters of the well springs of Tera should become sweetened, and the sweetening would be by hearing Tera Khadasha te te. hearing Tera Chadasha the new Tera, words of Tera from Mashiach Tzidkenu, from the words from the mouth of Mashiach himself, and the merit that on this very Rosh we should all be zeicher to go tonight with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Yerushalayim, Yerakridesh, Shabbat, Shalom to all.